Don't get a generic why for an answer and then expect that photographer to take a genuine interest in your story or your wedding day. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast today. First and foremost, I just really, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank you so much for listening. And I hope that I am able to share something with you today to make your wedding images better. Before we get started, I want to remind you that if you enjoy this podcast, you might also love my book. It's available on Amazon. It is Prime eligible. It comes in a paperback or Kindle version. And there is also a Facebook community where you can join other couples and other parents of couples where we kind of explore everything the, the book is about and everything that this podcast is about. There is a link to all that in the show notes. All right, so let's dig right into today's topic. Your photographer's why, W-H-Y. So this week, someone in my local community passed away. This was a very prominent man, a very a man who was very visible in the community for years. And I had photographed this man's beautiful daughter when she graduated high school. And then coincidentally, a few months later after that, I photographed this man's family at a wedding. They were guests at a wedding that I was shooting. And he and his beautiful wife danced pretty much all night long. When this man passed away earlier this week, I was reminded that unknowingly, I often take the last images of people. And I was reminded of my why, why I do this, what makes me love this job so much, and how I've been able to stay in business since 2010 and enjoy over a decade worth of clients. You know, all enjoy all my successes and all my peaks of the job. And even when things have not been fun or good, you know, I've had to enjoy a pandemic, all the slow seasons, and figuring out how to constantly change or evolve with the times. And I would say that these are the valleys. This man's death reminded me of my why. I want to say that if you can find out your photographer's why or your potential photographer's why, 
that is going to help you have a really strong connection with your photographer or your potential photographer. Your photographer's why is every bit as important as their price, their portfolio, their editing style, their photographic eye, their years of experience, their involvement with professional organizations, the certifications that they carry or any licenses that they carry, uh, their reputation, the legitimacy of their business, their why is every bit as important as all these things. So you need to ask, you need to drill down and get a clear understanding of why your photographer is in business. What makes them click? Why do they photograph weddings? If they can't give you a clear answer, and if that answer doesn't resonate with you, they probably are not a good match for you and your wedding day. So if their why sounds something like, well, the money's good, or I photograph weddings so I don't have to work a normal nine to five. I can be my own boss, make my own schedule. I can set my own hours. I choose when I work or when I answer my phone. Or it works because I can stay at home during the week and raise my kids. And my husband takes care of them on the weekends while I'm shooting weddings. Or I got a new camera for Christmas and my neighbor down the street does this, so I thought I would try it too. So if their answers are are too generic and they don't resonate with you, my advice to you would be to keep looking for a wedding photographer. So I wanted to share with you today my why. So I can hopefully give you a really good example of a solid why and something to refer back to when you hear other whys and to to see how they might resonate with you. So I hope my why is a good one and I hope it resonates with you. So you can have this as an example going forward when you're looking for your wedding photographer. Early on, even as a little girl, I have always enjoyed creating things. I came from a family and mostly on my dad's side, but there were creative people on both my mom and my dad's sides that were artists There were oil painters and charcoal artists and quilt makers and embroiders and excellent cooks. And when I say excellent cooks, I mean any of these people, especially on my mother's side, could give Betty Crocker a run for her money. I am not kidding. But besides cooking, I really wasn't good at any of these things. I could not paint. I could not draw. I couldn't quilt. And I was kind of okay at embroidering. But for the for the most part, I really didn't ever consider myself an artist. But I still enjoyed making things. And I really excelled when I could use something else as inspiration. And I really, really enjoyed writing. But I can distinctly pinpoint my love for photography to when I was in high school. My my love for photography wasn't so much from behind the camera, 
but it came from being in front of the camera. And let me explain this to you. I came from a farming and ranching family. For all intents and purposes, we were a pretty poor family. We did not have a lot of discretionary income. We often did not have money. I mean, we weren't the poorest family in my community, but we were definitely among the poor families. And my family was torn and hurt in a lot of ways. We, we, I don't know if we were dysfunctional or not, but we just, I mean, I had a happy childhood, but it was a very rough upbringing. There was a lot of hurt. I don't know how else to explain this without just going way off into the deep end. But I rode a bus back and forth to school before I got my driver's license. And we lived in the country. And when the bus would drop me off, I was so embarrassed, especially when like, I got up to that junior high age and I started having crushes on people and they were on the bus. I was so embarrassed by where I lived because oftentimes there would be a car out front on cinder blocks or there might be an old tractor or bulldozer parked out front that my dad was working on. There was usually free grazing chickens roaming the yard. Sometimes we would have upwards of five or six dogs. And we always had a complete bird farm. I mean, we had quails and pheasants and guineas, all kinds of chickens and turkeys and ducks and pigeons and pigs and very smelly pigs. And I was just never popular in school until I started playing sports. Graceful Moments Weddings and Events is an award-winning wedding planning and event management company serving San Antonio, Austin, New Braunfels, Bernie, and anywhere you are. We offer full wedding planning, coordination, and event management. We specialize in and love romantic, elegant, classic, and memorable weddings. It is our mission to provide you with superior service, a unique experience, and quality coordination services. Visit us at gracefulmomentsweddings.com to learn more about how we can help you plan your special day. So I had the gifts of strength and coordination, kind of unbeknownst to me until I started playing sports. My summers were spent hoeing acres and acres of corn in the garden and belling hay and butchering chickens and other farm animals and traversing thousands and thousands of acres on foot just for fun. Like I would just roam on our property and sometimes camp out in the back all by myself with nothing but a pillow and a few matches. I would just go out after dinner, camp out, and then come back in the morning. But when I started school and I started to excel at these sports, so did my popularity. Suddenly kids who never ever wanted to hang out with me or spend that much time with me were talking to me. They were sitting with me at lunch, and they were helping me with my algebra homework, and they were inviting me over for the weekend or after school or sitting next to me in class or sitting next to me on the bus when we would 
go to our out-of-town games. They were laughing at my jokes. And they were memorizing and singing songs that I totally made up. Shout out to Plastic Jesus. And when I would see images of myself playing these sports, in addition to seeing me in the image, I could also see discipline and strength and determination and motivation and overcoming odds. And I could see talent and confidence and teamwork and friendships and camaraderie and fun times. I could see all that in these images of myself. And these images showed me something that I never, ever saw inside myself. These images were milliseconds stopped in time with my 17-year-old ripped muscles and sweat-puddled red face crossing a finish line or spiking a ball or dribbling a basketball down a court looking for an open teammate. These images showed me a side of myself I could have never imagined as the poor little girl with the trashy yard. So fast forward to 1994 when I ETS from the military. I moved back home and eventually I had two daughters of my own and they started to play youth sports. So I knew and I completely understood that the power of photographs and I wanted to share the same experience with my daughters. I wanted them to know how powerful and strong and beautiful and dynamic and capable competitive and accomplishing they could be. And I knew that photographs could show them better than I could ever tell them or teach them. And so began my amateur venture into photography. I would say sometime around 2005 or 2006, I started to share these sporting images with their teammates because I knew if I had the power to improve my own daughter's self-esteem Maybe I could help other kids too. So I would just make a bunch of copies of the the DVD with all the images on them and then hand them out at the games. Eventually, I started selling the sporting images at like a dollar a piece. And then year by year, I would increase them, increase the prices. I developed a website where they could download and kind of automated everything where I was finally making like $5 for a four by six print. And then in 2010, one of these graduated high schoolers, or she she was about to graduate, actually. She was going to graduate, and her fiancé was joining the military, and they wanted to get married right after graduation. And she asked me to shoot their wedding. Her and her mom asked me to shoot their wedding. And I'm not sure why, but when they asked me to shoot her wedding, For some reason, I was reminded that my mother's headstone has a picture of her in her pajamas. And ironically, it's a picture I took before I had any real connection to photography. And the the PJs that she's wearing in the picture is a solid red top, and it has kind of a V-neck, a V-cut neck. So it looks more like a blouse than actual pajamas. But my brother, my sister, and I, we all know it's her pajamas, on her headstone. So when this soon-to-be graduate and her mother asked me if I would photograph her wedding, I instantly thought, 
if I can share my talents in other ways with the world, you know, not only to boost their self-esteem, but also to document other parts of their life and their milestones, maybe no one will ever have to be memorialized on their headstone in pajamas ever again. And so began my wedding career. And now, every time I photograph people, I can't help but fantasize about all the people who haven't even been born yet getting to know the people in front of my camera by looking at the images that I take. So there are future children and grandchildren and nieces and nephews and cousins that I am going to introduce to the people who are in front of my camera 50 years from now, 100 years from now. And I'm helping to cement these people's legacies and craft their stories and capture their personalities. And I get to make art while I'm doing it. And it's such an amazing honor. And I don't ever want to take it for granted. And I don't ever take it lightly. And that is my why. So again, your wedding photographer's why is just as important as their price, their portfolio, editing style, photographic eye, years of experience, pro-organization involvement, certification, reputation, Google reviews, digital presence, and legitimacy of their business. Their why is every bit as important as all these things. So make sure that you ask and make sure that their why resonates with you. Don't get a generic why for an answer and then expect that photographer to take a genuine interest in your story or your wedding day. If they tell you something like, oh yeah, the money's good and that's why I'm a wedding photographer because that's why they're going to be shooting your wedding for the money. All right, if you've learned something today, I would love if you would share a screenshot and tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo. That's Complete Wedding ED or ATA Girl Photo. Or I would just be elated if you just tell someone, your, especially your engaged friends, about this podcast and this book. If you want to know more about my wedding photography, you can find me on the web at atagirlphoto.com. You can find me all over any social media platform pretty much by looking for my handle at atagirlphoto. Again, that is atagirlphoto. You can find my social media profile for my book on Instagram only by looking for uh, for Complete Wedding Ed. And if there is ever a topic you want me to cover or a specific question you want me to answer, please just send me an email, tammy at atagirlphoto.com. Again, there is links to all that in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a blissful day. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time, and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.